Hello, Empowered People, and welcome back to the Empowered Woman Rises podcast. My name is Preeti, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm very excited about today's Back to Work episode with Sam DeMace, a successful career confidence coach based in New York. Sam has helped countless number of people through her online and one-on-one coaching, and I wanted to bring her on the show to take us behind the scenes of the hiring process, as well as discuss strategies to navigate this new world for folks looking to get back into workplace after this pandemic. Consider this case study. You may have heard that the COVID pandemic has disproportionately impacted women. According to an NPR article, more than 2 million women left the workforce in 2020. There are several reasons for this, but the two main ones are layoffs from traditional women-dominated industries like hospitality and responsibility for childcare falling on women since there's less stigma around that. As of this year, 1.8 million women are still unemployed since childcare is still an issue. Women are also not interested in going back to the crazy work environments with long hours. But that's also true of other people where we're seeing a preference for remote work because of things like decreased commute, increased productivity at home, as well as just protection from uncertainty around quickly surfacing variants. With this reality in mind, Sam, welcome to the show and thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. So let's get started. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your background, including what led you to become a career coach and what's your favorite part of being one? Totally. Yeah. So I'm Sam. My pronouns are she, her. I run a business called Power Mood. Um, you can follow me on Instagram or TikTok. And in that community, um, I help women and other folks thrive in a capitalist patriarchal corporate system. My philosophy is let's destroy the patriarchy by making women and non-binary folks wealthier. Um, so why did I start doing that? Essentially based on my own experiences in life and in work and dealing with challenges and navigating those challenges, learning what worked and what didn't, and the strategies and tactics that were essential for making more money, getting promoted, just navigating kind of the day-to-day of it. Um, so I feel like those are tools that should be out there more. It's not something that's really discussed. We don't really learn about it from our parents most times. We don't really learn about it in school. So I just felt like it wasn't really as talked about. Um, So I wanted to put all of that information out there. And honestly, my favorite part is hearing from other women that my work has impacted them in some way or hearing that they make 20 grand more now at their dream job or that they left a toxic work environment or that they figured out they don't want to be in that environment with that type of situation because they realize their self-worth. So that's my favorite part. That is, it's beautiful. And, you know, part of why I started this initiative is to tell my story, to encourage other people um, to, you know, sort of take note of what's happening around them because that's what was happening to me. I was facing harassment in my workplace and I sort of took it as it was my problem until I realized it's systemic, it's everywhere, and I was not the problem. Um, but it, it, you know, a lot of damage was done by that time. So I, I went on this entire empowerment journey, and I, I realized that I never want my children going through it. But I also don't want my friends going through, it, my family going through it. So that's the reason I started this. So I am so grateful for the work you're doing because I personally have learned from it too. You know, as I'm doing interviews, there's things that you're talking about that I'm like this is perfect. This is exactly what I'm going to ask. And this is exactly what I'm going to do. So thank you so much. Um, Absolutely. So can you bring us behind the scenes of the hiring process from an HR perspective and kind of walk us through what the thought process is when they come across a resume for a position? Sure. Um, So for me, what I'm looking for 
is does this candidate meet these qualifications? And the way that I look at that is, are the keywords that I'm looking for reflected in their resume? Like the experience that I'm looking for, is that in there? But not only is that present, what have they achieved? What has this person achieved in that area? So I don't want to see necessarily a resume that's a reiteration of a job description because that is kind of the more basic resume. To level up a resume, you want to be seeing something that is achievement-oriented with metrics, with data. So that really makes a resume shine to see someone's written accomplishments of what they've done in that specific field. I also look for passion. What did they write in their cover letter? Are they Why are they excited? You know, what specifically would make me excited to hire this person. So I, those are two things I would say that are really important. So going on that cover letters, uh, you know, not a lot of jobs ask for it. Some jobs do, some require it, some make it optional. So if the option is present, you recommend writing a cover letter? Definitely, always, if you can. And if they don't give you that option, I would recommend if you can reach out to a hiring manager on LinkedIn so you can share a little bit about your passion and what about that company aligns with your vision. Um, I always recommend it. A cover letter is a place where we can see past the resume and actually understand why your experience parlays into this role. Sorry for any background noise. No, it's a little noisy okay. in Brooklyn today. That's okay. So that's a that's a great tip. Um, and let's dive into a case study because we're sort of going to go into some of those questions. So, you know, what advice do you have for employers who are looking to hire candidates who've either been out of the workforce or have been, you know, remote for the past year and a half, given our pandemic? My advice for employers is to be a little bit more flexible than you've been in the past. And I think we're starting to see that, which is really exciting. Um, I think employers, in order to kind of keep up with some of the best workplaces out there, do need to offer flexibility, whether that's hybrid, you know, work from the office and work from home, a mix, allowing people to be fully remote, offering childcare, offering um, mental health services. I think companies just need to really think about what it is that we as employees are looking for right now and offer that. Um, I think we see a lot of companies kind of sticking in the past and that is causing folks to leave and look for more flexible opportunities that can allow them to do both. Like you were mentioning earlier, women especially have kind of a lot of the burden of housework and childcare. So in order to make that easier for women, offer those services, whether that's daycare, childcare, um, fully remote work, flexible hours, non-traditional hours. We all want to work hard and get things done, but we need to do it in our way. Um, so I think seeing that flexibility from employers is, is the next wave of the future. Yeah. And I think the, there's something called a great resignation that's happening right now, because, you know, as you mentioned, there are companies that are starting to make this change. I think the pandemic's given us a lot of um, introspection into our lives and to say, I don't want to work 100 hours a week. I want to be able to see my children grow. I want to be able to, you know, be with them, spend time with them because I work to provide for them. So, yeah, that's that's a great point. Employers definitely need to take note and start changing to hire, but also to retain their current workforce that is going to see these other opportunities and um, and leave. So on that note, then what advice do you have for candidates who've been out of the workforce to position themselves competitively? Yeah, um, I think I think it's all about framing your accomplishments. Look at your look at your accomplishments and own them. When you build your resume, 
Uh, when you reach out to employers, you know, I think a lot of people tend to downplay themselves, women especially, but people in general, I see, I see a lot of resumes that are not telling that person's story effectively. So really you have to think about selling yourself and thinking about really owning and taking credit for the things you did. Like I hear people say, oh, I just filed paperwork or I was just an assistant or that. You did a lot more than that. There's a lot of ways you can frame things as achievements and as quantifiable results. So I think it's just about flipping your perspective and not downplaying yourself so much. It's so common and it's upsetting for me to see. I really want to see people being a little bit more confident in how they present themselves. It starts with your resume and it goes through to the interview, to the negotiation. Um, so I would say just own, own your accomplishments and beef up what your resume currently looks like, what your LinkedIn looks like. Um, and you'll be in a better position than you were before. So you don't think a gap necessarily in the resume is a cause for concern or something that you have to try to position yourself differently because of? I don't. Yeah, it's a good question. And a lot of people ask that. Um, I think gaps are like very common now. I have them. I think we all have gaps. Um, so I think the best way to answer that if in an interview, if an employer is asking, you know, what what is what is this gap for? You can answer honestly. Oh, I was... I had a baby. I was taking care of my family. I was taking care of a sick relative. I was unemployed and I was pursuing hobbies and other interests. I was taking courses. Um, any company that's going to say like, oh, we have a problem with that, that you had some sort of a gap for any of those many valid reasons is not somewhere you would want to work. <laughs> that's a fair point. Um, so, you know, let's say you've been out of the workforce and you're looking to get back into the game and now you're pregnant. Um, does your advice change? couple things. I get this question a lot. If you're interviewing and you're pregnant, um, do not disclose that. That's a number one. I think I get that question, honestly, every single day. Um, I'm pregnant. Should I say that in the interview? When should I say that? Do not. I'm speaking about the United States right now. That's where I'm based. So in the United States, pregnancy is a protected status. So that is not something you have to disclose or should disclose. Um, so when is the right time to share that? It's obviously a personal decision. But I would say at the point where you need to be putting in your leave time, which is probably about a month, maybe a month and change before then, that is a good time. You can also just disclose to HR and not to your boss if you want to get information about the benefits. Your boss doesn't know that answer anyway, so you can just ask HR once you once you join the company. And then when you do need to put in for your leave, that's a good time to share that, whether that's with your leader or with your HR. So if you're going through the interview process and, and you're pregnant and you're trying to find out about the company's benefits, um, I guess I guess that's the question of how do you ask that without saying, hey, I'm pregnant, just FYI. Totally. You can ask for, uh, you can, if you're working with the recruiter, um, you can ask for that, that information and say, Hey, can you connect me to HR? I'd like to see the full benefits slate. Like I'd like, can you send me the full slate of benefits, including uh, parental leave? And they'll send that to you and you don't have to ask like the person who would be your boss, but you can get that from HR. That that's so key. And so once you've joined, then you can say, by the way, yeah, no, that that's great because you're right. It, it is a, protected class, but that doesn't mean, you know, they can't come up with another reason to disqualify you. Um, sure. And, and it's hard to pinpoint that in the interview process. No, thank you for that. Um, you know, so I had 
posted on my Instagram um, that I was going to be interviewing you and I got some questions. I was hoping to ask you those questions and be able to respond to those folks. Um, so member one was she was promoted three months before her doctor started her maternity disability leave. And she's returning to work after seven months. Um, she's looking to apply for positions outside her company and is wondering how to and how much she should kind of talk about her promotion since it was only for a few months. Yeah. Um, talk about the promotion for sure. Even like three months is a, is a decent chunk of time to be in a promoted level. And if I know her, she, I don't know this person, but I'm assuming that she was doing that role before she got the title. So she has that experience, right? That it's women, especially we tend to, we're doing the work and then we get the title for men, especially white men. They just get promoted for their potential for us. We're like doing the job plus four other jobs. And then, Oh, cool. We got the title and the raise later. So she's been doing that job. If I, if I know, if I have a feeling she's been doing that for a while, so she can absolutely speak to that advanced level and those skills that should be on her resume. That should be at the top. The higher title should be there and not the lower title. Um, that's what she should speak to. Even it doesn't matter about the length of time. That is so key. Yeah. Um, the disparities in, in our outcomes are definitely predicated by <laughs> everything else that's happening around us. And the fact, what you said is so key. We're, and, and she's probably gotten promoted um, because she asked for it and not, you know, not because she, she deserved it. I mean, all of that starts to come in, but that's a great answer. Thank you. Um, member two is wondering how to answer this question. So given an example of, give an example of a time you had to promote an idea and what do you think is important when promoting an idea in the workplace? Sure. Yeah, this is a good question. Um, a couple things. You want to have the right stakeholders involved. So think about who are the right people to bring in. A lot of times we shy away from uh, wanting to bring in higher level folks because we're like, oh, I don't really liaise with them or I'm not really part of that. Again, it's like an underselling of ourselves. It's a confidence thing. So bring in the stakeholders that are relevant, even if you think they're above your level, um, make sure you have the right people in the room. I would also say the importance of summarizing your work and presenting it really well visually and telling a visual story about your idea is really important. Make sure you give clarity on why this idea impacts the bottom line of the business. Bring it back to the strategic plan. Bring it back to the goals. You don't want to have an idea that is out of left field that isn't related to what the company is trying to achieve. So make sure that in your presentation with a lot of beautiful visuals and graphs and data, you're making clear these are the aspects of the strategic plan that my idea is going to impact and here's how it's going to go. So you have like your plan, you have the ideal outcomes, and you have how you're going to evolve that plan and evaluate the results. So you're kind of hitting on, you're telling a story all the way through. That's perfect. Um, and member three is currently job searching. She's wanting to relocate to a specific place and is looking for jobs there. Um, and she's wondering if she should indicate that she's willing to relocate and how she can answer the question of why she's re relocating and by when. Yeah, this is really common right now. A lot of people relocating or wanting to work mm -hmm. remotely. So you can put on your resume, like willing to relocate or open to remote work. You also can not put any location on your resume at all. Um, just leave it ambiguous and then just be applying anywhere you like. And then if the employer is asking you know, oh, you're, I see you're based in Brooklyn. Why are you wanting to relocate to Phoenix? Um, you can say, you know, I'm excited to, for a change. You know, you can be honest about your answer and say, I'm excited for a change. I've lived in Brooklyn for my entire life and I'm ready to move somewhere else. I'm very excited about it. And this opportunity is worth it. 
It's really, you can really focus on the opportunity and say, I'm looking for the right opportunity. The place where I live is secondary. So I think that's always a good way to frame it as opposed to like, I can't wait to live in LA. So I really want this job because I want to live in LA. Like, I think you want to flip it and be like, this opportunity is so exciting to me that the location is secondary. Like, I'm just excited about this role. Yeah. And so a lot of what you've said today is just be honest and be upfront about what's going on, what's happening in your life. Um, because it, it puts you in a better position with the employer too. You're not having to then change your story and try to figure out what you said in the interview. Um, And I think it also gives you a chance to sort of assess their response and see whether or not you want to work for the company, like you said. So based on their body language, based on how they respond, if they're, you know, if, if there's even a slight hesitation that you have based on those answers about whether or not you want to work there, listen to that and, and, um, take that into consideration. So absolutely. Um, now I follow you on Instagram and you have some of the most amazing advice for resumes and interviews. And like I said, I've definitely used that as well. Um, I see you have a resume guide. Can you tell us about that? Yes. Um, thank you for your kind words. I really appreciate that. Um, I have a resume guide pretty recently released called power up your resume which is, I think it's six pages, a nice little six page guide. Um, it includes a breakdown of how to write your resume it has a format of a stellar resume, which you can just steal for free to steal that template and make your resume that way. Um, it explains how to do metrics, which I get a ton of questions about how to convert your work experience into quantifiable achievements. There's also 40 plus examples of metrics from a bunch of different industries that you can feel free to steal swap. Um, so yeah, the resume guide is written with the intent of getting getting you the interviews you're looking for. So it's for folks who are not getting the interviews they're trying to get, people who are recent grads, career changers, anyone who is just not getting the traction. It will give you that confidence base that you need for your whole job search, this resume guide. So um, that is found on my website at powermood.com or the link in the bio of my Instagram. And it's only... 20 bucks, right? It's 20 bucks. It has been purchased in 20 plus countries. People are digging it. Yeah. I I mean, for that much valuable information to be priced that low, I mean, that's incredible. Um, And it gives a lot of people the opportunity to buy it, especially if they've been out of work and looking for it. So thank you for putting that together. Um, So before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like for our listeners to know? I guess uh, echoing what you said before, transparency is is great. Be transparent about what you want. Be transparent with employers and you'll know if you want to work there or not. Be confident in yourself. Advocate for yourself from your resume to the interview to the negotiation. And uh, you got to buy what you're selling first before anyone else is going to. So find, find that confidence in yourself and that'll take you where you want to go. That's incredible advice. I've learned so much from you today and I've been working for 11 years. So (laughs) thank you for your time. And thank you for this incredible advice. I really appreciate it. And thank you again for being here. Thank you, Preeti. It was my pleasure.